Hello and welcome to Creativity Uncovered. My name is Abby Gatling and I am on a journey to uncover how everyday people find inspiration, get inventive and open their imagination. Basically, I want to know how people find creative solutions at home, work, play and everything in between. And my goal for this podcast is that by the end of it, you'll be armed with a whole suite of tried and tested ways to summon creativity the next time that you need it. Now, today I'm speaking with dream worker Megan Mary. Um, she helps people understand their dreams and how to interpret them and apply them in their lives. And this is an area that I do not know much about. So I'm really keen to hear more and see how this applies to creativity. So welcome, Megan. Thank you, Abby. So glad to be here. <laughs> Megan's actually joining me all the way from Idaho, USA. Yes. <laughs> International. Love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about today. But before we jump fully into it, I just want to go back a tiny little bit. Um I just did my little brief one-liner about dream work. But to clarify for everyone, um, this is not dreams as in your goals in life. These are literal dreams as in what you do when you are sleeping. <laughs> Correct. So that we're all on the same page. But just to also kind of elaborate a little bit further, let's just start with essentially what what is a dream? Okay. So when we are going through our daily life, we are in beta brainwave state. And when we meditate or when we sleep, we go into theta brainwave state. And so it's a totally different brainwave, totally different energetic manner of being. And it is where we can end up accessing our subconscious. So only 5% of our brain is conscious and 95% of our brain is subconscious. Wow. So a huge amount of that iceberg is underwater and we don't really ever understand or connect with it, but it dramatically influences our daily life, our decisions, our behavior, our patterns, our emotions, our perspectives on things. And our dreams are derived entirely from our subconscious. So they essentially are messages from our subconscious to help us live more fuller lives if we can listen to them and decode them. Right. Wow, I never knew that about not using the majority of the brain. That is unbelievable. And so... I guess that leads into the next thing. Do you help people unlock that? Like what is dream work exactly? I do. Yes. So it's dream work is the process of recording and analyzing and integrating the content of your dreams. And so I've devised a method that I use with my clients and it's called the dream mirror method. And it's four steps that help you decode and understand the meanings that your dream is trying to tell you. Right. What are the four steps? The first step, well, the four steps are memory, mood, mirror, and metaphor. And so the first step is memory. And that's where you record your dream. 
So some people don't remember their dreams and they think they're they're not dreaming, but they are. Everybody dreams about five to six dreams a night. You just might not be remembering them. So the first step is really using techniques to increase your dream recall and really focusing on that intention to recall your dreams. And when you write it down in your dream journal, if you do remember it, give the dream a title. So as if it were a little short story, what would you name it in a short phrase? So the second step is called mood. And that's where you write down in your journal the mood that you had before you went to sleep, the mood that you experienced in your dream, which might be more than one if the scenes change, and then the mood you had when you woke up. Because when we sleep, our logical brain is turned off, but our emotional brain is turned on. And that's why we experience our dreams as if they really happened emotionally. And so we really want to pay attention to how we're feeling in the dream and then the feeling that we're left with once we wake up from the dream, because that can really help us hone in on the meaning of the dream. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had that experience where you you wake up and your dream felt so real it's actually affected your mood the next day (laughs) right I call that a dream hangover yes because you really feel it and you feel like it really happened and you just can't get over it because your brain processed it like it did right yeah so then the third step is mirror and what that's what really makes this method unique because unlike a dream dictionary i don't then tell you what your dream means i don't say well you had a dream about a shoe or a car so it means this instead i have you detail all the different aspects of your dream and then i ask you questions about them to draw out really what that meaning is for you so in the mirror step we look at the people the places the situations the actions the colors the numbers the weather and if there's music all of those elements and so the more detailed that your dream record can be the better And in the last step, metaphor, we look at the mood and the mirror and your title of your dream and put it all together to see how the dream is a metaphor for your waking life and how the dream is really a story like a parable that has a meaning and a message just for you from your subconscious. Wow, okay. I never realized there was so much meaning embedded within your dreams I kind of just thought it was your imagination running wild um, exactly that's very interesting how how did you get into this if I may ask well when I was younger when I was a, a little girl I always had recurring both really awesome flying dreams and also really scary nightmares and I always wanted to know what they meant and I was always so fascinated with the dream world and the fact that we went there every night and why did we have to go there and what what could we it was possible there and I also was really fascinated with just everything that was mystical or magical or esoteric or not known And that was part of the reason that I was fascinated with Halloween when I was little, because it was the one day of the year that everybody really acknowledged that spirits were around us. And it really made me want to be part of that world. And I felt part close to that. And I wanted that all the time. And it wasn't until 
I got really sick as an adult that, and I was diagnosed with several chronic illnesses all at once, that I actually started to do some really deep introspection. And as part of my healing journey, I was starting to meditate and I would meditate multiple times a day. And that really being in that theta state really opened up a whole new world for me. And I essentially got, felt called to do this work and that I had to come out of my, you know, shadow and really share what I felt could be really transformational for everyone else. Wow. I think that's really cool. I love hearing when people have a career path or, you know, a work journey that is based on this kind of calling, this little intuition. I think that's great that you listen to that. So um, is is a dream the same as is a nightmare? Yes. And the reason that nightmares are just more powerful is because of the emotions. So Mm -hmm. the emotions are really high and that is means that the the meaning is very you know very full of passion it's very important right there's something very emotionally driven about that content about that dream theme yeah yes it's probably more leaning towards the negative emotions rather than the positive emotions right yeah yeah but it still has the same level of meaning in your life absolutely Yes, as do the mundane dreams, the ones that you think are just silly and don't mean anything. (laughs) So um, what sort of of meaning can you derive from these things? Is is it like, oh, I knew I should have been a doctor. Why didn't I go down that path? (laughs) Or I, you know, I should buy the red card, not the blue one. Or like what what type of meaning can we derive from these things? Mm -hmm. Well, you can start to see it reveals for you things that either you are aware of but you're resisting or that you're not aware of so when i first started doing this work i realized that as an introvert this is going to be a really big challenge because nobody's going to want to work with me unless i reveal myself and come out and do podcasts and go on video and really let people see what i'm like but that was very difficult for me uh, being an introvert and so i had many dreams over those months when i was trying to convince myself to do this about me closing doors, closing shades, hiding behind the blinds, you know, really trying to metaphorically hide. And I realized that that was a recurring theme in my dream. And it was really trying to say to me, hey, you know, it's not, you're not going to be able to do this if you keep hiding. And it was really a message and an opportunity for me to realize what I, where my fear was based, what I was, how I was blocked and how that was preventing my success and what I needed to do in order to integrate that and move forward. Wow. That's so interesting that you can do the interpretation on yourself. Like, is that harder than working with someone else? No, it's actually easier because you, you know, 
<laughs> you know, yeah, right? You know. So you're kind of like, oh yeah, you know. It's it's like it's harder to take action on it because you know. And so if someone else were to call you on it, then that would probably be easier to then take action on it. But uh, that's so funny. It's kind of like your your uh, body is trying to. <laughs> hold you accountable for something like I know I should be doing that and you're just reminding me until I actually do it right yeah (laughs) but it's Um, it's really beneficial you know yeah (laughs) yeah I uh it's I mean it's a fascinating thing and you mentioned meditation before is that another way of sort of going into a dreamlike state Yes, actually, it's very, very beneficial for visualizations. So, so often there will be meditation tracks that you can listen to that are guided meditations that will take you through a visualization. And that is very much like a waking dream, essentially. And you can use that state to create intentions, to manifest dreams, to reconsider dreams whose trajectory you don't like. So if you have a nightmare, you could re-enter that dream in the waking state during a visualization and actually imagine an alternate ending to it to help your subconscious blend that into a different outcome. Oh, wow. It sounds very sci-fi, you know, to go back into your dreams and change yeah. the, the state of it. I, I find it so mysteriously fascinating. I mean, that's, that's, that's really why it's my passion. Cause it's so, it's so mysterious, right? People just don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just uh, really interesting that there's just so much about, you know, the human body and brain and that we just don't know about. And we're, we're, discovering along the way and just the how powerful it is it seems like this is a way of locking unlocking this little part that probably the majority of people don't even access at any point in time correct yes and and a lot of people just shut it off completely they just subconsciously decide okay i'm not listening to that and then they'll go for years and say oh i don't dream or i don't remember them because they subconsciously shut that off yeah yeah I mean I always remember my nightmares I don't remember any dreams whatsoever <laughs> mm. somehow I my subconscious must be switching that off mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't practiced my skill of being able to recall as yet. right so you're just remembering the most powerful emotional ones because they're leaving that emotional imprint on you but you're not necessarily remembering the ones that don't have that strong emotional drive but you can and since you're at least remembering some it really i call it backwards thinking when you wake up in the morning and you're really just straddling that world between the theta and the beta between the dream world and the waking world that's when your chances are greatest of remembering where you just were what you were just doing and so in those few moments right when you wake up that's when you can capture that best so it's best to do this type of thing first thing in the morning Absolutely. Right when you wake up. Yes. Before you start thinking about your day, before you get up, 
yeah, it's best to, because within five minutes, you'll forget 50% of the dream. And after that, you might not remember it at all. It, something might trigger it later in the day. You'll say, oh, I just remembered a dream I had, but you might not. Mm. Wow. So then what does this have to do with creativity? Like how does, what's the link between dream work and creativity? So I am writing a fiction novel and I got the idea for it from a dream and I'm not the first one. So there's so many famous inventors, authors, musicians, painters, the list goes on of really famous historical people who have been inspired by their dreams. So Albert Einstein created the theory of relativity. The sewing machine was invented from a dream. The the movie Inception, the movie series and the books of Twilight. There's so many things, the molecule of benzene, the, there's just, and Mary Shelley, of course, uh, came up with Frankenstein from a dream. So many famous people have done this and it's available to all of us. So it's actually, I've, I've heard of it actually being taught in business school where they were having everybody that was going through the business school take the dream class because it really was going to help them come up with fresh ideas for their products and for their marketing. And so there's a huge treasure trove. And that's why I call one of my uh, dream journeys, which is a series of dream sessions, the treasure box, because our subconscious is really a treasure box of endless inspiration that we can tap if we are looking for creative solutions. Right. So do you have to then go to sleep going, I would like a solution, please. Yes. <laughs> go to actually, sleep. you do. Oh, yes. do you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. How, how do you do that? Do you actually physically have to say that out loud or how does that You work? can write it down. You can write down your intention um, or you can just immerse yourself in whatever that is that you're trying to get the solution to. So if you're working on a, a book, for example, since we were just talking to that about that, you might be working on that right before you go to bed. So you're immersed in it, trying what you're trying to figure out. If you're trying to come up with a, a solution about you know, something else, think about that intently and the motion that you have around that and that situation when you go to sleep and write it down. It's very much like an affirmation, but it's the power of intention and, mm. and think about it while you're falling asleep. And then your brain continues to work on it throughout the night and can present you with dreams. It'll pick little pieces from your subconscious and put it together in this story that might seemingly not seem like, well, that's not the answer. You know, I, I just dreamt of a giraffe. What does that have to do with it? My question. But if you start applying the method and you start picking apart, okay, well, what does a giraffe represent to me? And what, what could this mean metaphorically? Then you start to see the actual message that is hidden in the dream content. Right. So I feel like, I mean, that's great for coming up with new ideas. Can it help you with creative blocks, do you think? like? Oh, absolutely. Like you, you can't be expected to have like a nap in the middle of the day if you're <laughs> running up against a block. You do have to wait for nighttime or is that when you can go into your meditation? 
you can do the, yeah, you could do the meditation during the day. You can also, you could also sleep during the day if, if you had the time. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it would, it's, it's totally um, something that I do all the time as I'm writing my novel and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what happens now? How do, what do I do with this scene? What do I, what do I do now with the trajectory of the plot? And so I will think about it. And, you know, many times I'll get random ideas and, you know, then I'll wake up with that in my head and then I'll go to write because I write in the morning and I'll integrate whatever it was that came to me in the dream. So how many giraffes do you have in your book? <laughs> no, that was just a random example. I don't. <laughs> but I can't. Is there ever the case where something comes to you and, and you're like, <clears throat> this is what this means. And then you apply and then later you're like, actually, no, that's not what that means. Like can, can the meaning change over time or is the first time, the first thing that you interpret it as the most correct? I think the only reason that it, that would change is if your association with that changed. So for example, if you told me you had a dream about a snake and it was last night and I ask you, well, what, what, how do you feel about a snake? You know, what are your associations with your snake? And you say, well, my roommate has one and I really enjoy hanging out with it. Okay. That's going to be different from, well, this is a dream that I had when I was seven and I was terrified because it was one in my bedroom. So it, what matters is your life experience and your association and feeling about that at the time that you having the dream. So if your association about that or feeling about that changes, then that meaning would be different if you were to have it again, if that makes sense. So it's really around, it's at the moment in time that you're having the dream is where that is best derived from. Mm. Yeah, I can see how what it, what's immediately preceding your dream definitely affected so yeah if it was a bad mm -hmm. experience or a good experience it would have mm -hmm. different meanings to you so it's kind of it's kind of a very reflective process and kind of very much so unlocking your subconscious yes is it very much so I think that I mean that's a very cool process it so what about people who so some of the listeners on our podcast are people who uh, would like to have more creativity in their life. Can they use these practices to do that? Yes, absolutely. So the first step, of course, is to train yourself to remember your dreams and really have the intention that you're going to have a way that you're going to record them, whether it's in a journal, writing it down, or maybe you want to type it into your phone. There's um, electronic journals nowadays, or maybe you just want to talk it into your phone and you want to record it as an audio file. However, it's best for you, just start recording and also start having the intent to do that. So when you wake up, start thinking about your dreams versus thinking about your day and take that small bit of time to see if you can start to capture that because the more you train yourself to do that the more you're going to remember and the more content you're going to get and the more information you're going to get mm -hmm. so they're saying people going i want more creativity they need to think 
intently about that prior to going to sleep. How how can I find more creativity in my life? And then their subconscious will bring bring it out to them. Yes, because the subconscious is incredibly creative. I mean, think about think about our dreams. They just that's why people think they don't make sense because they're so out there, right? And you you feel like, well, I don't even want to explain this because it's so strange. I don't even know how to explain this. Right. And that's part of the reason that I do what I do so that people have a place to discuss that. Mm-hmm. So what, so why is it important for people to do this? I know, uh, I know you're saying there's like all these benefits, but what happens if you don't do this? Are you missing out on something? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people are going through life and they have these big existential questions about why am I here and what's my purpose and what what are my gifts or talents and why does this keep happening in my life or how can I change my life or what am I missing to make it more exciting or whatever it might be that they're seeking, right? And they're looking outside themselves for that answer. And we really have the answers inside ourselves, inside our minds, inside our spirits. And so it's really an empowering exercise saying, hey, let's take a moment and see what inside says, because we really can be our own compass. We really can be our own guidance. And of course, it's wonderful to have support around you. And that's great. But it's much more empowering to be able to actually realize that there's an untapped potential inside yourself. Mm. I mean, that's very empowering. (laughs) As you're saying, I'm like, that is perfect. That is. It's all with that inside you. You just need to know how to unlock it. Right. (laughs) And can everyone everyone do this if they just practice hard enough? Yes. I mean, the only reason you wouldn't be able to truly remember your dreams is if you had some sort of medical condition, if you're suffering from depression, if you're taking certain medications, or if you've had certain injuries to parts of your brain. But otherwise, you should fully be able to take advantage of this and with practice, develop this. Yeah, that's cool. So let's talk about your book. So your book came to you in your dream. Did you think about writing a book prior to that? Was it something that you had sort of manifested or was it completely out of the blue? I would say out of the blue because I I always wanted to write a book someday, but I wasn't, I didn't have full intent my whole life to do that. And so it was just a very powerful vision that I said, okay, I feel like I really have to make this come alive. And it felt very strong that I needed to do that, but I didn't know what the rest of it was around it. I mean, you have to take one idea, one scene and then create 70,000 words from it. So that was the part that what stalled me out because I was like, okay, I I get that it's about this and that, but now what? How do I make this whole world around it? (laughs) So you do you remember what you dreamed about? Like, was it the idea of a book or was it the topic of your book or your characters? What what was it? It was the characters. Yeah. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so you've been presented with this character and your intuition made you feel like it needed to be a book. Yes. Yes. 
And so now you, when you're writing it, you're, you're asking your subconscious to help you write the next chapter. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, it's almost finished. There's just, you know, some aspects to it that need a little bit of tightening up, wrapping up at the end. Yes. But yeah. and what's it about? It's a it's set at Halloween and it's a story about a woman that goes to investigate her missing eccentric aunt but discovers a, a magical legacy that she did not know about. And it happens at Halloween. And so there's lots of cats and pumpkins and dreams involved. That's cool. So it's giving you a, a theme that you already love because you said before that you were you love Halloween. <laughs> yes. So it's everything I love. Yes. Yeah, it's very convenient. I like that. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if it was an idea for a book about something you were not interested in whatsoever. You're like, oh, mm, yeah. I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very cool. And so when do you uh when do you expect to finish your book? I expect to finish it by this Halloween and then publish it next Halloween. Wow, that's cool. Yes. I'm always amazed by how long the process is for book writing and publishing and actually mm. distribution. We've had a couple of writers on the podcast and it's just an interesting little peek into that world that I didn't know much about. So congratulations yes. for doing that. That's really cool. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and I also want to say thank you so much, Megan, for joining me today. That was a really eye-opening conversation. I definitely will try and think more about my dreams. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that it's piqued some interest in you and hopefully it has in your listeners as well. Yeah, definitely. And what I'll do is I'll I'll pop Megan's links to her website and see if you would like to reach out to her and, and work on your dreams and um, you can do so there. Um, and I also want to say thank you to everyone who has tuned in to Creativity Uncovered today. I really hope this episode has inspired you and it helps you summon your creativity the next time that you need it. If you've made it this far, a huge thank you for your support and tuning into today's episode. Creativity Uncovered has been lovingly recorded on the land of the Cubby Cubby people, and we pay our respect to elders past, present, and emerging. This podcast has been produced by my amazing team here at Crisp Communications, and the music you just heard was composed by James Gatling. If you liked this episode, please do share it around and help us on our mission to unlock more creativity in this world. You can also hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episode releases.